Do you find that your experiments fail more often than not? Do you struggle with the hands-on aspect of science? You're not alone. And today, I've got a little surprise up my sleeve just for you. Hi, I'm Paige Hudson, and you're listening to the Tips for Homeschool Science Show, where we're breaking down the lofty concepts of science into building blocks you can use in your homeschool. We have all been there, the realm of the failed science experiment. And I'm no exception. I, too, have visited this place. And although in these five minutes I can't share every single tip I have for helping you avoid this realm or for helping you get out of it, I do want to share with you one of those times when I entered the realm of the failed science experiment. Let me take you back a few years to a time when our oldest was a bright young eight-year-old. At the time of recording this podcast, she's 14, which seems impossible that I have a 14-year-old, but I digress. Let's go back to a time when she was expecting her super scientific mom to deliver that wow factor with her very first chemistry lesson. It was a bright sunny day. We were in the kitchen. I had my supplies gathered and our son, who was a baby at the time, slept peacefully in the other room. We reviewed the list of our supplies. A soda bottle? Check. A packet of yeast? Check. Sugar? Check. Warm water at just the right temperature? Check. A balloon? Check. Safety goggles? Okay, so really, we don't always wear safety goggles like we should. Typically, I grab a pair of sunglasses instead. So we put on our sunglasses, and I began. Today, we are going to use the magic of science to blow up this balloon. I like to use my fantastical teacher voice when introducing science experiments. So with only a bit of yeast, sugar, and water, plus a whole lot of chemistry, it's going to be amazing. Our daughter smiled with anticipation. I handed her the yeast packet and told her to dump it into the bottle, as I added a teaspoon of sugar. She shook up the bottle a bit to mix the yeast and the sugar, and then I handed her a mini pitcher with the warm water, and she carefully added it to the bottle. Lightning quick! I snagged the bottle as soon as she was done, swirled it around a couple of times, and with the speed of an Olympic champion, I put that balloon over the opening. If you've ever done this, you know what I mean. It really should be a sport. Whew, I said, now, let's watch what happens. And we waited with anticipation for what was about to occur. And we waited. And we waited. And we waited. A disappointed sigh escaped our daughter's lips. Just a minute, I encouraged. There's a bit of foam. It's, it's going to happen. I think I was trying to convince myself more than I was trying to convince her. So we waited, and we waited some more. And 15 minutes later, the balloon had hardly fluttered, and I realized that we had just entered the realm of the failed science experiment. And you know what? It probably won't be the last time we get there either. When you're doing 36 hands-on scientific tests a year with your students, chances are one or two of them are going to fail. And as homeschool moms, we shouldn't fear that. Of course, there are lots of things that we can do, such as making sure we have the right supplies and prepping properly for our experiments. But to really stay in the land of science learning, we need to embrace our failures and use them as learning experiences. In the experiment Q&A, we chatted a little bit about how to do an AFER, or an anatomy of a failed experiment, and that's exactly what we did. We looked back at our experiment and determined that our yeast had expired. 
So it turned out that the majority of our poor little yeasties were dead. So there wasn't enough of them to chew up the sugars and produce the carbon dioxide needed to blow up our balloon. Even though we entered the realm of the failed science experiment that day, we landed firmly planted in the land of science learning. And for the last seven years, it has been my mission to help other homeschoolers around the globe keep their feet firmly planted in the land of science learning. This podcast, our blogs, and our science programs are part of that mission. But today I want to share with you some great news. Next week, on the 16th of March, we will be releasing a brand new book called The Homeschooler's Guide to Experiments. This book is a collection of my very best tips for hands-on science for homeschoolers just like you. The book allows us to chat about what you can use for hands-on science, about how you can succeed with scientific demonstrations, experiments, and nature studies in your homeschool, and so much more. The Homeschooler's Guide to Experiments has short and sweet chapters, making it easy for you to pick up the tips you need at that moment. I can't wait to share this book with the homeschooling world. But since you allow me into your earbuds each week, I wanted you all to be the first to grab this new book. And to make this even easier, we're offering a special coupon code just for our loyal podcast listeners. Head on over to elementalscience.com slash blogs slash podcast slash 23 to get the details on the steal of a deal. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week playing with science. Hi, Paige here again. My passion is to help educators around the world teach science to their students. It's the main reason for why we do the Tips for Homeschool Science show. But we offer so much more beyond this podcast. I share tips for science and science activities at elementalscience.com, at sassafrasscience.com, and at elementalblogging.com. On top of that, I've written more than 30 award-winning books and programs to help you teach science in your home. These easy-to-use plans and customized student pages will make teaching science a snap. Head on over to elementalscience.com to learn more.